I'm Peyton Drexler, and with me, I have my co-host, Ashlyn Selinski, and you're listening to So Many Books, So So Little Time. Time. First try. Yes. Didn't think that would work. Didn't either. All right, so in this episode is, so this episode is called Reaching for the Stars, How High Can You Go Before You Fall? This episode is about success versus Compassion, also known as Harley versus Ross. Yes. So, Ashlyn, you did so great in our first episode with giving us a little detailed plot about how this kind of plays in to the story of Harley in the Sky. Would you be willing to do it again? Absolutely, Peyton. I would love to. So, in the previous episode, I explained that Harley made some morally questionable choices to follow her dream. One choice in particular defined the whole novel. See, in order to join the traveling circus, she had to steal the set list from the Teatro della Nate and give it to the rival circus. And this is a set list. This includes all of the music, all of the, the acrobatics, all of the acts, and all of the choreography, everything. Her father made this, and he worked so hard at it to make a new one every year. And so she had to steal this list from him and give it to the rival circus, circus, which is, of course, a huge betrayal. And she, But she had to do it to follow her dream, potentially, yes. So we're going to take a little bit of a look at, was it necessary? Should she have done that? And how far should you go before success shouldn't come before compassion? Well, I believe that what Harley did was completely out of line, maybe. You could put it at that. (laughs) Absolutely. And you can kind of see in the beginning of the novel that she still blames her parents for trying to make her go to university, when in fact, they did think they were doing the best thing for her. So is it right that she betrayed them? Well, she might not have been able to follow her dream otherwise. That's a point. What would you think, Peyton? But she also broke her parents' heart. I'm sorry, no. This is when she shattered their parents' heart. Yes, they still loved her, but there was still a part where it it just broke. Which, I have to go back and say I can't judge her for this decision because, as I said in the last episode, I would have done the same thing. But I would have felt horrible. I would have left and I would have felt broken. I don't know how Harley honestly managed to keep going. Because I'm a person that runs kind of off of guilt almost. You can kind of... I wouldn't say people can guilt me into doing a lot of things. But if I say one thing or do one thing, the guilt takes over. And that what that is what controls me for basically the rest of the day yeah have you ever made if you are willing to share have you ever like dealt with that maybe yourself well I do have a similar thing where I I'm not I don't have much of a filter I'm sorry occasionally I will say something that 
hurt someone else's feelings and then I will feel pretty guilty about it afterwards. But I think on the other hand, maybe you should understand it's not intentional. Maybe try to think the best of people, even if they say something wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not always their, you know, intention to hurt you. Yeah. Because with Voss, going going to Voss, we see that he has this trust in Harley. And that trust kind of maybe like teeter-totters. That could be like, like his trust is really high for her and then it goes back down. Like all of a sudden... Because that's when he finds out that she stole the set list from her parents. And he says, I don't care about the music because Harley obviously thinks that like when she tells him this, he's getting mad because of the music and whatnot. But he doesn't he doesn't care about that. He's like, you shouldn't hurt those you love. And it's <laughs> Yeah, that is a good point. You should never hurt those you love. But there is a question sometimes of whether you should be able to step on strangers when you're on your way to climbing up the ladder. I mean, that's definitely a point. And I don't personally think it's wrong, but I can see that point of view. In fact, there is another character in this story, Maggie, the lead aerialist for this rival circus. And she has an interesting quote that I'm a little conflicted about. It says, you can't go through life always being the good guy. At some point, someone's going to take advantage, and the nicer you are, the more often it will happen. People call me a snob, but so what? I'll embrace it if it means my voice will actually be heard. Ambition doesn't always work well with nice. So the way she phrases this, it sounds like you don't really have a choice but to be, you know, ambitious over compassionate, right? Mm-hmm. She makes it sound like you have to, in order to climb the ladder, you have to be able to speak up and be louder in order for your voice to be heard. Do you think that there's a way to let your voice be heard without, you know, talking over someone else? Yes, just honestly, there are people in this world who will talk and talk and talk and talk (laughs) before you can even get a word in. I know because I am both those people. I'm like, (laughs) I want to say something, but I should let you say something. But at the same time, I know I always talk a lot, so I'll let you talk, but you're not letting me talk. So it's, (laughs) it's this ongoing conflict of that, like, but you're doing it, but I did it, but you did it, but I did it. And then it's just like, just listen to the person. Like, you may want to jump in at any moment, but just sit and listen, take a deep breath, and say what you have to say before all things can be. And then those, that situation can avoid be avoided completely. Absolutely. That's very true. There is... Um... And of course, if everybody saw it your way, that wouldn't be a problem, but not everybody does, and that's kind of the problem, is that there always will be people who are trying to yell over everybody else. And the question is that when you have a point, how do you put it out there without hurting someone, without hurting that person who's trying to hurt you? And that makes it harder when you think about all the people who aren't always morally guided like Maggie she's not always morally guided and we covered that in the last episode a little bit too with like how she didn't tell Voss that um that her that his mom died because like oh if if I would have told you that then you wouldn't have been like 
the best at like doing what you were doing on the trapeze, which is totally wrong because we don't know he's entitled to have his own feelings. 100%. Yes. Yes. But back to Harley, she does struggle with the guilt throughout the entire book for Mm -hmm. her decisions, but she also struggles with blaming her parents, like I said before. And so it's kind of a pull between her. It actually says somewhere near the beginning, I thought it was kind of funny, is a Harry Potter reference, that when she takes the Harry Potter quiz, she sometimes gets Slytherin and sometimes gets Hufflepuff. So for those of you who actually understand this, that's awesome. Full disclaimer, I do not know what she's talking about. I'm (laughs) so sorry. I haven't read it. I haven't watched it. Oh, Peyton, Peyton. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But um, to explain it a little bit, Hufflepuff is kind of a Harry Potter house where people are kind and friendship and it's kind of got that hardworking aspect too. While Slytherin is definitely more the ambitious side where people who want to be successful. And so it shows right in the beginning that she's uh, conflicted between Mm -hmm. those two character traits and she has both of those in her. In fact... Oh, no, 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 you go. You go. You go. You go. There you go. Okay, so you see, we don't have any problems with people talking over each other here for the exact <laughs> reason that we're both compassionate people. Yeah. Um. Oh, gee, now what was I going to say? You want me to go? Yeah, you can go now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost your, you lost your train of thought. I'm sorry, I did that to you. That's okay. No, but, like, that's, like, a perfect example in this quote on page two. 221 if you have your books please turn there i don't know i thought it'd be fun to say but there's a quote that says that wasn't just ambition that was betrayal so she knows that everything that she was doing that everything she has done up to that point where stealing the set list she knows that was wrong but she doesn't have like maybe like she doesn't have the capability of understanding that Maybe she does, but it's it's skewed. I believe she does have the capability of understanding that, but she doesn't want to. She doesn't That's want true. to face her own guilt. She doesn't want to believe she's a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And she isn't a horrible person. She made a mistake, but the fact that she's ignoring that mistake and trying to build her success off of someone else's pain and, and heartache is actually, it is an ugly side of Harley that we don't want to see either. Yeah. So that's a part of it too. Yeah. And then later, Voss is a very compassionate person and he knows that what he said, because he get things did get a little heated when um, Harley told him that she stole the set list from her parents and he apologizes for that. But this quote, I feel like it should be, like, literally, it should be posted everywhere. It should be the first thing that you see, like, when you get up. Maybe maybe not the first thing, but, like, a pretty... Yeah, anyway, <laughs> it's like, you are still being a friend. This is, this is Harley talking, I should say. You are still being a friend. Maybe a more honest one than I was hoping for in that moment but still a friend. Everyone needs to be called out on their bullcrap now and then, right? And this was on page 291, and you would see that I did not use the entire quote because there was a word that I don't 
I'd rather yeah. not lose. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. that, it works like that because that is true. Going back to the mental health ep- episode, I would I said something that's like, we don't want to hear what other people have to say, but maybe will help us the most. Like, they'll say something that we don't want to hear, but really, we need to hear it. Uh-huh. And that is what Voss did, because he's compassionate. He cares about Harley. He wants to see her succeed. He doesn't want to step on any of her toes. That's also why he gave up his chance to have his music in the circus. Because if he didn't go with Harley's set list that she took, Harley wouldn't be at the circus anymore. And he didn't want to be the cause of her of her downfall, almost. In a way, like I wouldn't say downfall. I'm yeah. sure there's a better word than that, but for like, and that is really an amazing thing what he did for her there. You can see how the contrast between Vass and Harley actually helps Harley a little bit on her journey here because mm-hmm. it was when he got angry at her that she did learn to face her guilt, that she acknowledged her mistake, and she began to um, try to try to you know, reach out to her parents more and talk yeah. to them more after that and try to try to get them to understand her, but also to understand them more. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, she was still at the circus and she was still chasing her dream and still building off of that one mistake, which you might say is not a great thing to do. But she did yeah. she did learn from it at that point a little bit, which is which is great. Just, yeah. Yeah. Because. Like, everything that happened with her learning how, like, with Voss, she learned how to be more compromisable, I would say. She was, she had, I'm trying to word this correctly, but she had the ability to then compromise with her parents about what she would do with school. She's like, hey, I'll go up to part-time to a community college and I'll do a part-time train with Tatea. Yeah. Yes. That's how you pronounce it. We're going to go with it. Yes. And train part-time with Tatea to be an aerialist. And it worked. That wouldn't have happened if... Actually, we wouldn't be talking right now if that's not <laughs> what happened in the story. We'd, it'd be completely different. Not even sure if he would have a story. No, no. (laughs) But also, it was able, everything that happened also made the parents be able to see more of themselves as well. Because her dad became more open. He became more there. He wasn't always locked up in his office working. He actually stopped to talk to Harley for the first time in, like, really years. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and it's interesting is that her parents reached a level of success, you know, with the Mm -hmm. circus, and the question is, I wonder, in the past, did they ever, you know, have to step on someone in order to achieve success for that circus? Because it is, you know, they kind of show it's a little bit of a cutthroat business. You have other circuses, you have other entertainment businesses, Mm -hmm. and you have to be able to be better than them. And I'm wondering if they've always been... Um, morally, you know, have the moral high ground in everything that they've done, too, which is an interesting point to make. Yeah. 
but it's also safe to say that every single one of us has at one point fallen from the moral high ground. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's listening right now, and of course, both of us here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can testify. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else, really? I have nothing else. I, I would okay. like all of our listeners to just think about that, about within yourself, do you believe that you can achieve success without hurting someone else? And what is the path to doing that? Is it important? Mm-hmm. And like for the last thing with success, Harley was able to achieve her dreams at the end and she wouldn't have been able to without the experience that she had without boss. Boss was a big part in her life that was able to help her and able to see because there was a, another quote that he said, I, I think I can get it word for word. Relationships is like, they're like, like a plant. Relationships are like living things. Yeah. You have to nurture them or they'll die. Yeah. And so she was able to then nurture her relationship with her family and be able to grow. And then Voss at the end was also able to achieve his dream of being able to make his own music because now he's going to be work with Tetra Denote and w- with his music he's going to be the what is it the co-helper with the yeah. music something yeah the co-musician yeah. co-composer yeah something. co-composer something along gonna, those lines yeah so, yeah yeah so this has been so many books so So little time time. thank you for listening and please come back